Hey friend, Mike McCurry here. Welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. I am currently in Kenya and you may hear some bird sounds behind me, a little bit of ambiance. I'm in the courtyard of the hotel. We've been staying and most of the time we're here. There is so much I'd love to talk to you about and maybe next week we'll give a little bit more background and some updates on what we've done while we're here. We'll be heading back home very soon. I want to thank each and every one of you that prays for the McCurry family's travels. Of course, myself, uh, I, I travel a lot, but my family comes with me often and I'm grateful for the fact that they are able to. And each and every one of you that partner with us in prayer thank you so much that reminds me we are doing a special emphasis on prayer at Bible Tracks Incorporated in January of this coming year our desire is that we bathe the ministry we bathe our mission we bathe is everything that we do in prayer Prayer moves the heart and the hand of God. And we don't do it to, we don't pray to get things that we want. We don't pray because there's something in it for us. That's the, most certainly the wrong motive for prayer, but it allows us fellowship, it allows us to deepen the relationship. It's such an amazing, when I say awesome, that, that word awesome is so overused at times. It's like fantastic or wonderful. They're overused, I realize that, but it truly is. It is awesome. It's awe-inspiring what prayer allows us to do. What I'd like to ask you to do is this. I'd like to ask you to text the word prayer, the word prayer to 309-316-7240. If you'd like to partner with us in prayer, text that word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, to 309 309- Three one six seven two four zero. We would greatly appreciate. My desire is to see hundreds, if not over a thousand, people partner with us in prayer during the month of January. We're going to let everybody know, and I want to let you know as well. Now, today we are going to conclude the final of three parts of Bob Hughes' message from many years ago. I sat where they sat is the title of this message. I'm going to ask you if you would to tune your heart tune your ears to Brother Hughes as he speaks. This man gave his life to reach Filipino people, and it felt apropos. It felt appropriate with us being here in Kenya and connecting with these dear folks uh, the other day, and we'll talk more about this next week maybe, but we were up in the mountains, and just <laughs> reminded me of, I've been around West Virginia a good bit, last little while, and uh, reminded me of the mountains of West Virginia where we were at, except it's, uh, right now, it's a beautiful 68 degrees. I doubt it's 68 degrees in the mountains of West Virginia this time of year. But to connect with those people, scratching out a hard life, of course, they're in the mountains, uh, that by itself, the elevation, the country they live in. Of course, you know as well as I, the, the economy of Kenya is not as strong as some other countries is. And yet these people serve God, love God, and it's so very evident to sit in their homes and to fellowship with them. What a joy it is. And there it is, to sit in their homes, to sit where they sit. I sat where they sat and to see in a very small way, a minuscule way, a little, a little bit of their perception, their life meant much to me. I'm going to ask you if you would listen now as Bob Hughes speaks to us. I believe today he's going to be focusing on the fact that we don't need a call to serve Jesus. We already have a command. So listen in right now. Let them go. And so God has worked in the heart. They taught me the joy, the joy of giving. This is an eternal investment. I did not come back to America to try to get people to give. I believe that we're trying to get you to make an investment that will help you in this life and in the life to come. 
an eternal investment. This is the greatest thing that we could do is make any, somebody said Americans are spending money they don't have, buying things they don't need, trying to impress people they don't even like. This is just about the way it is today. Why don't we wake up that if we're ever going to serve God, we better get involved in God's plan of worldwide evangelization. There are people that have not yet been evangelized in this world. There are two kinds of people in the world today, those who can hear and those who cannot hear. You're blessed to be among those who can hear. There may be those who will not hear, but there's not a man in America that will be able to stand before God and say, I did not have an opportunity. Because he could turn on the radio. He could call up the church and the church would send a bus over in front of his door. He could hear the gospel. But what about those who have never heard and never had an opportunity to hear? Oh, listen, the front rows have been overfed and we spend most of our time trying to beg Christians to go to church. Trying to beg absentees to be faithful while out on the other side on the back rows of the world. They've never had an opportunity. They've never heard. And we're doing our best to get the gospel to them while it is still yet day. For night is soon coming, for I feel that we don't have long in the Orient. And if we ever intend to do any mission work, we better do it now. Not when we get it all paid for back here. Not when we get all the, 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 the chapels built and the steeples in and the bells in and the workers and all that and send what's left over. No, my friend. We've been sending leftovers to the mission field long enough. We need to think about sending our choice servants to the mission field. We think of a man's a failure here, then let him go to the mission field. You keep him, we don't want him. You send us your choice servants. Those who know how, like they wrote David Livingston from the mission's office many, many years ago and said, Dr. Livingston, when you build the roads and the roads get up to your station, then you write us and we'll send you missionaries. He wrote back and says, keep them. We don't want that kind. We want missionaries that will come whether they're roads or not. And folks, this is what we need in the world today. Men who will go out and say, God's called me. And we need those kind today. As I sat where they sat, they taught me the meaning of simple faith. They taught me the joy of giving. And then another thing they taught me as I sat where they sat. They taught me not to be ashamed of my faith in God's Son, Jesus Christ. You walk in Dr. Gisalva's office, been a faithful member of our church a number of years. The first thing you'll see on that doctor's desk is a Bible. And brother, before you get a pill for your stomach, you'll get the gospel for your soul. That man believes in winning souls to Jesus Christ. He wins an average of three or four every week to Christ. He's a doctor. He has a clinic. He has a free clinic once a month and allows people to come who don't have any money. And before they can see him, he gives them a little uh, number, and they can see him by the number. But he has sometimes two or three hundred patients out on that day, and he brings them all in a little chapel there, there in our building, and he makes them all sta sit there and listen to him preach one hour before they can see him. He's pastoring the church also. He's got a real responsibility. I wish you could meet him and see how he has a radiant testimony for our Lord and Savior Jesus. Meet Attorney Descutado. We had the joy of going into his home three years ago and opening the Bible and winning he and his wife to the Lord that day. His wife's a college teacher. Three years ago, I have not been back to his home in three years. I tell our Christians when they get saved, our people when they get saved, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me even to church. And I don't believe you ought to have to visit Christians all the time, beg them to go to church. 
And so our people, we're teaching them to be faithful to God. There's attorney the next Sunday, he brought another man to church, and he was a karate expert. He got saved, now he's my head usher. Uh, God has been good to us to give us people in our church. Meet Dr. Rene Cisson. Dr. Rene Cisson, medical doctor. He graduated three years ago. He's been out in the practice. He wrote me the other day and said, Brother Hughes, God called me to preach. I believe that God's calling his top people into his work to, that we might be able to go back and do a larger work than we've ever done before. Oh, go with me back to the island of Mindanao. And I'll show you the people that have taught me not to be ashamed of my faith. After preaching there in the mountains and coming down to the lowland, walking through the rice paddies up to my waist, we came up to a little bamboo house and I heard somebody crying. I said to Brother Bossolino, I said, what's wrong? He said, oh, that's the house of the bandit. I looked just inside and I could see the, a man with one arm gone. He lost it in one of the raids. I said, no, we'll have to stop here and see what's wrong. And we walked up closer to the house and I saw just inside the house a little bamboo bed with a mosquito net going up over the bed and candles burning all around the body of a woman who had just been killed two hours before. I told the man who I was and he said, oh, missionary, it's good that you came to our village today. Now you can pray for my wife. I said, sir, I'm sorry, I cannot pray for your wife, but I can pray for you. And I opened my Bible and showed this man God's simple plan of salvation and laid my hand on his shoulder across the mosquito net, and I won him to Christ. I didn't know what would happen to the man. I went on back to Cebu, and, and two years passed by, and I, I went back to the island, but not to the same village, to dedicate a new building. And while we were there, I looked out there and saw this man who had one arm, and he came running up to me, and he grabbed my hand and said, Pastor Hughes, do you remember me? And I said, yes, I remember you. He said, I'm the one that you led to Christ when my wife died. I said, where have you been? He said, you haven't heard? I said, no, I haven't heard. Where have you been? He said, oh, Pastor, he said, after you left my village, I became so burdened for the Bila untried. They never heard about Jesus. They do not have missionary. They do not have anyone to tell them about Jesus. Every day I pray, oh, God, send missionary to Bila untried. Send somebody to those people who have never heard. And one day the Lord says, Alex, you be missionary to be on tribe. He said, I go down to Dalbaan, attend Brother Schott's school there, and now I'm pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Bila on tribe. Last Sunday we had 70 in Sunday school, and I also learned to play the accordion with one hand. Listen, these folks have taught me not to be ashamed of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I sat where they sat. And they've done something to my life, and I wish tonight as we visit them that you could get the same burden to say, I'll step out on simple faith. I'll be able to do more for God because I'm not going to be satisfied with just a small thing, but I'm going to get out on the limb where the fruit is. I'm going to step out. You say, Brother Hughes, God hasn't revealed any call to me. I say to you tonight, why do you need a call when you have a command in God's Word to preach the gospel to every creature? Friend, I want to thank you so much for your participation in today's broadcast. It means a lot to me that you would tune in, that you would invest your time. And I hope what Brother Hughes, of course, from beyond the grave, if you will, from heaven's side, as he spoke to us, I hope it touched you. I hope it convicted you. I know the Holy Spirit is far more capable of speaking to, uh, exhorting, rebuking, and convicting those under the sound of my voice than I ever will be. So what I'd like to ask you to do is this. If God did speak to you, would you spend a few moments after I sign off here in just a moment, would you spend just a minute or two in prayer? Would you talk to God about what he talked to you about? 
Now, before we sign off, let me remind you, January of 2024, we are doing a special push for the sake of prayer. I'm gonna ask you, if you would, to text the word prayer to my cell number, the word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R. -E text it to this phone number, 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. I'm excited in the coming days to tell you more about what God is doing and has done in Kenya. Uh, we'll be putting together some videos that may release actually early next year, maybe January or February, talking about the project that we're working on for this country. We want to see uh, hundreds of thousands of gospel tracts go out all over this nation. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day for his glory and we'll plan on talking to you soon god bless thank you for joining us today for bible track echoes a ministry of bible tracks incorporated if you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888 that's 309-828-6888 our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.